Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. This is part five in our series called Psychology on Vinyl, where we try to understand both the subtle and blatant psychology behind and within famous records. Now, I'm going to stop everyone right here. And I'm probably going to lose some listeners for this one, and that's okay. I just feel like I kind of have to warn you when it comes to this record. The album for consideration this time, while it's amazing, is very, very dark. So if you are not in the right headspace for this kind of thing at the moment, my feelings won't be hurt if you pass on this episode. It's not graphic. It doesn't contain expletives or anything like that. It's just very, very raw and impossibly dark. But again, I will say this, though. We will be considering a powerful record that is genuine and isn't trying on any level whatsoever to be commercial at all. This is a story, sadly among many just like it, from the cold streets of the world. Be those streets in Lou Reed's own New York or in the album's namesake, Berlin. The cultures and the accents vary, but oftentimes the story doesn't. Interestingly, when it came to this record, the underground press generally loved it, but the mainstream rock magazines, they trashed this thing. Still, this album was name-checked in the 1,001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die publication. Today's fifth installment of our Psychology on Vinyl series is the third solo studio album by Lou Reed. The album is called Berlin. This record, set as you may have guessed in Berlin, is about two main characters, essentially. Their names are Jim and Caroline. Now, these are both tragic figures as single people who become even more lost, distant, and doomed people once they become a couple. They are the personification of what Shakespeare said in Othello, O curse of marriage, that we can call these delicate creatures ours, and not their appetites. Like usual, though, didn't start bad. This relationship had a very happy beginning, even though it had a very unhappy ending. Jim and Caroline are two lost souls who who chemically were extremely drawn to each other before chemicals pulled them apart from each other. This is apparent in the song that's almost sung in a whisper the opening track, the title track, Berlin. Listen to the the initial romance and young love depicted in this really nice piano-driven piece. 
here's all the lyrics succinct and perfect to set the tone lou reed sings in berlin by the wall you were five foot ten inches tall it was very nice candlelight and dubonnet on ice we were in a small cafe you could hear the guitars play it was very nice oh honey it was paradise the next track though shows how immediate and quickly the intense toxicity of this relationship started to settle in on these two people the song is called lady day essentially we learn two things quickly about these two people one caroline is trying desperately to fill a void she desperately wants to be seen she needs attention and two jim wants to control her and doesn't want her to get that attention now lady day is from jim's perspective this is what he writes about here caroline hears music wants to go in where it's being played and he wants to and she wants to sing and jim is telling her no but she does anyway now let's make a point here various songs are going to be from jim's perspective and various songs are going to be from caroline's perspective that's kind of what makes this album as interesting as it is they are both screaming for the listener to side with them you ever see a television court case for example where at first you're convinced that the plaintiff is right and then you hear the defendant's side and you're just as convinced that they're right and then you're confused this record at times can be like this lady day is very much a jim song it comes off as poor jim he has to deal with this wild wife who according to the lyrics had to actually physically climb down off the bar at the end of singing her song the next song is called men of good fortune now it doesn't continue their story directly but it very much wallpapers the set that this story takes place on and it very much fits the narrative then comes caroline says part one and again this is from the perspective of jim so here lou reed voicing jim sings that caroline says that she can't help but be mean or cruel or so it seems and that the things she does the things she says people shouldn't treat each other that way see he wants us the listeners to feel sorry for the fact that he has to live with this monster of a woman to be honest if you follow along with the lyrics not knowing what's going to be happening on side two you believe him he then tells us the listeners that caroline in addition to being an attention-seeking mean-spirited hurtful individual is also addicted to amphetamine the delivery of reed's jim character is is painful to listen to because he's playing it for all that it's worth and by this time you're probably fairly certain that jim is the saint and caroline is the sinner one last song on side one oh jim is the name of it ends the Jim perspective with singing that people Caroline thinks are her friends are only using and being entertained by her misfortune. 
One key lyric says, all your two-bit friends, they're asking for your autograph. They put you on stage. They thought that it'd be good for a laugh. Jim, again, the good guy and the savior in Caroline, the fool. Side two now gives the court case symbolically to the defendant. It starts with the excruciatingly powerful song, Caroline Says Number Two. We find that much of her activity, her drug, drug use, and her behavior are essentially just escapism fueled by the fact that Jim has been physically abusing her the entire time. She's a strange mixture of independence and total dependence. The end results, she's essentially a hollow soul. She's just existing and she's dying inside. Strong, strong, dark lyrics here. And the fact that it's Caroline says two, from her perspective, just shows how twisted Jim's poor baby routine in Caroline says one really was. The jury, if it was now excused, would basically send Jim to the electric chair. And, and I absolutely have to highlight, in my opinion, one of the most artistically, yet simple, perfect things on this album, lyrically, that's found in this song. It's simple and it's complex, but it's pure poetry. Des describing Caroline, it says, She's not afraid to die. All her friends call her Alaska. And it's so cold in Alaska. That's just brilliant stuff there. The next song, you got to continue bracing yourselves. It's devastating. It's called The Kids. Yikes. So... Caroline and Jim apparently brought children into this drug addiction and violent world, and now the authorities are taking them away. There are two feels going on in this song. Number one, a thank God the kids are getting out of this mess feeling. But then two, which is definitely not for the squeamish, the perspective of the kids, and they're little, not wanting to go, because they know this as their family, warts and all. They know nothing else. They're just being taken away from mom and dad. The literal sounds of the kids crying and screaming, literally recorded onto this record, it's not an easy listen. The second to the last song is called The Bed. Again, it's dark. To get directly to the point, Caroline is done. She commits suicide. The kids are gone. Only with Jim there, she ends her life. She's gone, and it's like she never existed. Then finally, the last song, which is called Sad Song. This is a warped finale coming again from the perspective of Jim, because he's the only one left. Listen to his entire summation of the whole thing. Here's just a few lyrics. My castle, kids, and home. I thought she was Mary, Queen of Scots. 
I tried so very hard shows just how wrong you can be. That is just twisted. Jim has learned nothing. In his next relationship, he will almost surely repeat this behavior with the next person. From my perspective, and I don't know if this was deliberate or not, but it's also a little haunting that the opening and closing instrumentation sounds a lot kind of like a creepy, slowed-down version of Over the Rainbow from The Wizard of Oz. You know, right before Judy Garland as Dorothy starts singing the words, Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, there's a land that I heard of once in a lullaby. Somewhere over the rainbow, skies are blue, and the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true. Here's Jim. The sky's the limit for him now. His whole future is his now. Children, gone, non-existent. Wife, gone, non-existent. He can move on and start fresh. Jim is a total sociopath. <laughs> as far as he's concerned, the damaged kids and a wife who killed herself, not his problem, and the album ends there. Now, you might ask, why on God's green earth would anyone want to listen to this? That's a hard question to answer. It's funny, here, my dear, the divorce album I analyzed earlier looks looks like a, a picture-filled happy scrapbook that makes Marvin and Anna Gay look like Ward and June Cleaver in comparison to the toxicity going on on the Berlin record. But I like this quote from Lou Reed, and it might help. It might help sum up the appeal. When it comes to this record, Lou Reed put it in perspective. He said this, Berlin is a depressing work, but so are A Streetcar Named Desire and Hamlet. I think that makes the point. And you know what? It should be noted as well that Berlin remained a project that remained near and dear to his streetwise heart throughout the rest of his career. This album is like a car accident that you can't look away from with incredible street poetry and strong musical statements that are both gripping and emotionally exhausting at the same time. It's a straight-up tragedy. It is painful art imitating painful lives. Now, this is obviously, for mental health reasons, best listened to, I guess you could say, as a cautionary tale. There is nothing subtle on this record. But how could there be in the blunt world of Caroline and Jim? Who knows what made Jim, Jim, and why Caroline would have been attracted to him in the first place? It shows how some couples are like gasoline and fire, and how while they're still a danger on their own, when you stick them together, they're going to burn down the family home. Many want love so badly for all kinds of reasons, and they subsequently partner up with trouble. My closing thought is this. If you are alone and you're hurting and you long for love, that's completely understandable. And a lot of people, I'm sure, know what that feels like. 
being alone hurts and can be a hard place. But it is nothing compared to being with a hurtful person. And as a result, being so cold in Alaska. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist. And for this Psychology on Vinyl series, the subject matter is the playlist itself. So we have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Lou Reed Berlin playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash Lou Reed Berlin. And as is my custom now, I'm going to break the songs into the sides like they were originally intended to be on the record. So side one was Berlin, Lady Day, Men of Good Fortune, Caroline Says, number one, How Do You Think It Feels, Oh Jim, and then side two, Caroline Says, number two, the kids, the bed, and sad song. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Lou Reed Berlin. I gave you two heavy, heavy albums in a row. <laughs> we we did Time Out of Mind by Bob Dylan, and now we're doing Berlin by Lou Reed. Next time, I promise you some levity and some joy. Next time, we're going to get into Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. There'll be a breath of fresh air. We'd like to welcome all of you to our little show. This show would simply not exist without any of you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see support this podcast. It's a link right underneath the episode description. If you're inclined, that would be great. But whether you do or whether you don't, just please feel free to listen and enjoy anytime. We've got a few more individuals that just, just started helping us financially, in addition to those who always have. And I just want to say thank you very, very much for that. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thank you.